Welcome to Planet Sleep. I'm your host, Josh. And tonight, we're going on a journey to the center of the Earth. What lies beneath the Earth's surface? Is it an endless scourge of heat and metal, or an underground of gods and advanced civilizations? This was the ultimate question 17th century scholars tried to figure out. And what they came up with was closer to ancient mythology than reality. Join me on this journey. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor for today, BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp makes getting therapy so much easier than it used to be. I know for me personally, it took me so long to find a therapist in person, but with BetterHelp, all I had to do was log on to the app, and within an hour, I already had an appointment set up with a therapist. Therapy is one of those things that really can help anybody with just about anything. Sometimes, all you need in life is just a different perspective, somebody that's outside of your circle of friends and family to help you navigate some of those more challenging times in your life. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're actually recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash planetsleep. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash planetsleep. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Let's now prepare ourselves for this journey to the center of the earth. I'll tell you right now. It's going to be a scorching hot ride. You're going to need a lot more than sunblock for this one. But before we endure this epic journey, we need to take a moment to just relax ourselves. Try to get that heart rate down by taking some deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just listen to the serene music in the background. Let it just carry you away. 
Allow your mind to float and your body will follow. I'll wait while you find your inner peace. A 3,958-mile journey awaits. From where you are now to the center of the Earth's inner core, no eyes have ever seen this far down. No one has even been close. The farthest we've dug into the Earth is seven and a half miles. A hole. The Kola Super Deep Borehole in Soviet Russia, in fact. And this was dug in the 1970s. This isn't even 0.2% of the way to the center. But only this far down, the hole was too hot to continue on, and pockets within the rocks rapidly released pressurized gas, causing the men inside the borehole to hear incredibly loud screeching noises. At first, they thought these were the cries from the souls of the underworld. What actually rested below the men was a mystery but the heat and sounds were enough to get their imaginations flowing. In all of the Earth's grand design, we know more about the surface of the moon than the surface beneath our oceans. And what remains deep within the surface is only understood through seismic activity. But the question of what remains below our feet has inspired countless stories and myths dating back centuries. Mystical worlds fill the void of the unknown. And as you sink through the surface of the mythological earth, you begin to see the imaginations of ancient realms unfold. In our earliest mythologies, the other plane of existence might not be within the heavens above, but deep within the earth's surface. Time and time again, these ancient myths suggest there is another world deep within ours. From the earliest creation myths, this is where life began. And this is also where the soul returns after death. According to the Mayans, humanity has survived four cataclysmic events. Each one destroyed the earth as we know it. The first three were caused by wind fire and ice, and after the colossal formation of ice melted, a great flood covered the earth. This became the fourth cataclysm. The world we live in now is considered the fifth world beyond the great flood. Humanity survived the previous extinction events by retreating to a world beneath the surface. It's believed that some of these people never returned. Rather, they stayed below within the mysterious underworld of the death gods. This Mayan underworld is known as Zibelba. This roughly translates to the place of fright. It is a mystical world ruled by the Mayan death gods and their minions. It's believed that the entrance to this underworld was a cave somewhere in Guatemala. 
Others thought the bright streak of the Milky Way galaxy in the night sky was the road to the underworld. As you follow the trace of stars, you plunge deep beneath the surface through an infinite cave of rock and flowing water. You come out the other side floating in a wide riverbed between dark molten rock and curious vegetation. But this underworld is no friendly place, and this riverbed has no water. You float through a surge of scorpions and blood before reaching the safe bank of the river. Four crossroads lie ahead, but only one will take you to the realm of the underworld. By chance you choose the right one, and the trail takes you along a winding road between strange wilderness and wildlife. The branches of each tree hold a maroon color against a dark sky, and above the tree line you spot a distant palace of stone. Massive walls stretch through the wilderness. Etched into the stone, delicate artwork surrounds the palace. And you're invited inside by the guards of Zibelba. They dress in garments of gold and silver, and their spears are sharp, and their eyes never waver. Inside, the gods of death sit around a great table, Food and drink fill the plates and glasses before them, but you notice some of these gods are still as statues. They are fake gods made of cloth and stuffed with grain. They are mannequins meant to trick you into humiliation so the gods can laugh at your stupidity, but you're too smart for their silly games. They invite you to sit on a bench at their table, but again, you're too smart for their trickery. The bench burns red and is clearly scorching hot. Beyond this room, the palace stretches for miles. Its walls curve far up into the sky and its ceilings arch over the land below. Within the palace, several structures lie. A building for council meetings. An ancient ball court for the famous Mesoamerican ball game where they kick rubber balls through vertical hoops. Beyond this, a series of homes crowd around a gentle sloping hill where the gods go to rest, and surrounding them, ancient gardens flourish with color and crystal blue water streaming downhill. For the gods of death and their minions, they live in harmony, but for outsiders, this land is a place for tests and trials. You're sent to six houses beyond the beautiful lands and within these houses different trials challenge your survival skills. First a dark house, completely black. You must survive total darkness without losing your mind. Next a cold house. Bone-chilling temperatures freeze you to your core, and hail falls from the ceiling. A house of jaguars awaits next, where starving cats prowl. And then a bat house filled with shrieking beasts that fly. You must wait for the sunrise so the bats disappear. Beyond this, a razor house with an obstacle course of blades 
and lastly the hothouse where fire and heat test your endurance. If you can survive these, you will have beaten the challenge of the death gods. But make note, they don't always play fair, and they thrive on death and humiliation. For these gods, this place within earth was their personal courthouse. They made the rules and they broke them all the same. But if you were on their good side, life was easy. But of course this life wouldn't last. One day their paradise would collapse and the gods of death would be put in their place. The downfall of Zebelba came when the Maya hero twins came to the underground realm. Their father had been killed by the gods years before and they wanted revenge. They passed every trial and outwitted the gods at every turn. They used mosquitoes to identify the mannequins and they avoided the hot burning benches just like you. They went on to complete every trial in the six houses, but they ran into one major problem at the end of the bad house trial. One of the twins was beheaded by the bat god in the bad house when he peeked his head out to see if daylight had come. The gods then decided to use his head for a game in the ball court, but luckily his brother summoned a beast and used its head to replace his brother's. So the test continued. This angered the gods since they thought they had finally won. But there was one last trial. A final match in the ball court. Even though they used the twins' decapitated head for the game ball, the brothers still beat the gods after a long and restless match. Then they retrieved the twins' real head at the end of the game and returned it to its neck. Angered by their defeat, The gods threw the twins in an oven and burned them to death, and they cast their ashes into a river. Unknown to the gods, this was the twins' plan all along. They knew the gods wouldn't play fair, so they had prepared for them to cheat. Once their ashes made it to the river, their bodies regenerated. At first, they became two catfish swimming in the water, but they slowly transformed into young boys. They were unrecognizable now, so they were allowed to live in Zibelba as long as they pleased. They blended into the scene completely unnoticed. The gods had no idea they were the twins who had once defeated them. From there, the boys performed miracles and mystical dances in the streets. They became famous entertainers and the gods eventually wanted them in their court. They were enthralled by the boys' miracles and entertainment. The twins burned houses to the ground and raised them again in the blink of an eye. One brother even cut his twin to pieces with a sword and then raised him from the dead. Each piece of his body was put perfectly back together. The gods were so impressed they demanded that the twins perform the miracle on them. So gladly they cut the gods to pieces, but the twins refused to raise them from the dead. And the gods of death perished. And even though they loved trickery, they couldn't see it right under their noses. After the gods were dealt with, the twin boys revealed their identity to the realm. Shocked, the other people begged for mercy. As punishment, the realm was no longer a place of mystical greatness. This underworld would no longer be the court of gods it had once been, and they would no longer accept sacrifices from the people who walked the earth above.
The twins returned to the ball court and retrieved the buried remains of their father who had been killed years before. After finishing what they had set out to do, they returned to the surface. But their journey didn't stop there. They continued on towards the sky, where one twin became the sun and the other became the moon. As for the realm of Zebelba, this underworld beneath Earth's surface continued to exist, but only as a place of darkness and despair. The homes of the gods fell into disrepair, and the wilderness took over the remains of the palace. The red branches and vines of the underworld grew into the walls, and the ancient gardens expanded without the sharp tools of the people holding them back. This realm within the surface of the earth was stripped of its godly greatness, but the shell of its former self remained forever, and nature filled the void. These myths of a hollow earth, where an underworld exists beneath our feet, can be found in dozens of ancient mythologies. The stories continue in Tibetan culture, and have even spread into fully-fledged ideas with maps, geography, ecosystems, and social structures. In the myth of Agartha, or sometimes called Agartha or Agarti, this realm became one of the most well-known kingdoms of inner earth. And unlike the Mayan myth, this realm was less about the trickery of death gods and more about the potential of ultimate achievement on earth. On another journey into the earth, you sink into one of the many entrances within the surface. Two major entrances sit at the north and south poles. Several more connect to vast cave systems traveling through the surface of the earth. And as you float through the earth, a massive core opens up to a heavenly realm within. Those who live here are believed to be an advanced race of ultra-terrestrial species. They live within a network of cities that sprawl on the underside of the earth's sphere. The center of gravity exists not far into the Earth's crust. So as you stand on the plain of Agartha, you can see the lakes and mountains across the inner sphere. Between these beautiful vistas, trains and airships move between crystal cities, and all of it surrounds the blazing sun at the Earth's core. Green trees reach up towards the sun that shines for thousands of miles, and blue rivers flow to glistening oceans, and massive continents make up the land. This entire realm is under the command of the supreme ruler, the king of the world. He lives in the capital city of Shambhala, and this roughly translates to the place of peace and tranquility. Within a crystal palace, you see a man with green skin and lizard-like features sitting on a golden throne. From here, the king and his people can influence what happens on the earth's surface and control how the overworld develops. It's also believed that the spiritual center of the earth comes from within, this transcendental realm. Hindus believe this is the place where their holy scriptures originated from. Words of scripture appear etched into the crystal walls, and holy light shines from the lines of each letter. Different colors and shapes of people walk by as you try to read the text. Millions of people sprawl through this kingdom and have multiple races just like the surface world. 
but here there are different species of intelligent life. Some look reptilian or avian, much like the depictions of Egyptian gods. The body of men have the heads of birds and humanoids walk around with tails. They live in this realm of paradise discussing the fate of the overworld and the future of humanity. You walk through their cobblestone streets that bend upwards along the massive sphere. A bustling market breathes beneath tall emerald skyscrapers. Up in the sky, birds with six-foot wingspans tear through the clouds, and airships fly above them. Now and then you see the chariots of the gods fly through the air and exit the realm of Agartha. They disappear and watch over the earth's surface. They monitor our achievements and determine how far we should advance, if at all. For every progression of humanity and every scourge of sin, they watch our every move. When they return to Agartha, they discuss what we deserve, if anything, and from this beautiful underworld within the hollow earth, they are free from humanity's treachery. For places like Agartha, these underground realms weren't just myth. Well-respected scientists and mathematicians throughout history have argued about the hollow earth theory for years. The scientist Edmund Haley is most known for the prediction of Haley's Comet, but through his career he also became interested in the structure of the earth itself. When he was young, Edmund's father was a successful soap maker, and he had enough money that he told Edmund that he could be whatever he wanted to be, and his father would foot the bill. When he asked his son what he wanted for Christmas, he told him he wanted a high-powered telescope in an island where he could set it up. His father didn't bat an eye. Soon, Edmund had his telescope, and he wandered over to St. Helena Island in the southern Atlantic Ocean in 1676. And from here, he looked at the stars and mapped out the southern hemisphere. And as he looked up at the stars, he observed the transit of Mercury across the sun. He could see its position as a tiny body formed a black dot in front of the sun's blaring ball of flame. From this, he started to wonder about the size of the solar system. He was only 22 years old at the time, and after his achievements in astrology, he was awarded a master's degree from Oxford and selected as one of the youngest members of the Royal Society. He later became friends with the astronomer John Flamsteed, and together they observed other planets and comets in space, and their curiosity of Earth and its relationship to the universe grew. Not long after studying together, John introduced Edmund to a friend of his. This friend was shy and didn't come from wealth, but Edmund saw he was extremely intelligent. He had already discovered mysteries of the cosmos years earlier, but he didn't have the money to publish his work. So his groundbreaking work was unknown to the rest of the world. Since Edmund came from limitless money, this mysterious friend could finally publish his work. This friend was the famous Sir Isaac Newton, and he would go on to publish the most important work in the history of science. So after all this work on the cosmos, Edmund and many of his colleagues finally turned their attention toward the Earth. During their research, many scientists noticed that the true north and magnetic north didn't line up. True north is where the lines of longitude meet in the Arctic Circle. Magnetic north is the most northern part of the Earth's magnetic field. This slight difference between the points bothered Edmund, and he thought that maybe the answers of the universe weren't out in the cosmos of endless space, but right here, within the Earth. 
1691, he built a diving bell to traverse the ocean. And as he dove deep into the ocean, he spent hours at a time beneath the surface. Hundreds and hundreds of feet, he sunk into the dark depths, searching for answers. He spent so much time under the surface that the pressure gave him barotrauma. His eyes and skid would hemorrhage deep underwater, but nothing would stop him from searching the ocean for answers. He eventually created the world's first liquid compass, and he sent this compass out to his other scientific friends so that they could try it out. But many reported that it didn't work correctly. Instead of reworking his device, he began to believe there was a reason the compass gave strange readings. He refused to believe that his compass was broken. Instead, he proposed a theory that Earth was hollow and had multiple concentric shells several hundred miles thick. And these shells were held in place by gravity, and they would rotate on their own axes within the surface of the Earth. The shells also had their own magnetic poles, which was why his compass had strange readings. And it also explained why magnetic north was slightly different from true north. The magnetic fields of the inner shells threw off the compass readings. He also believed that within these shells, the earth was hollow and now contained more questions and answers. It took nearly 50 years for other scientists to question his theory, and it took about 80 years to disprove it. But the idea of a hollow earth lived on. Many believe there's some level of truth to this theory and many question what could possibly exist within the underworld. Was it heaven? Was it hell? Or was it something in between? The scholars of the time were desperate for answers. Mathematicians followed up on Edmund's ideas and proposed their own ideas of a hollow earth theory. Throughout the centuries, scientists and mathematicians tried to figure out the mass of the earth. If they could estimate the mass, then maybe they could prove if there was a hollow space within the earth. Unfortunately, some had miscalculated the moon having more mass than the earth. Growing from that theory, many believed the only explanation was that the earth was hollow. Some believed there was a large opening within the earth, but no shells. Like Edmund thought, a bright sun rested at the very center, and this sun spanned 600 miles and gave life to the lands within, much like Agartha. He also believed that the atmospheric gases that escaped the hollow earth floated out into the arctic skies and created the aurora borealis, or the northern lights phenomenon. Scientists later discovered that electronically charged particles from the distant sun created these lights. But for many, this was evidence of entrances to the hollow earth that had its own atmosphere. And this theory would continue to inspire countless more. Many turned their eyes away from the stars and towards the inner earth hoping that the answers to all physics and geography could be explained. Of all the myths about a realm within the earth, couldn't there be an ounce of scientific truth? The myths of ancient people told the stories of entrances to the whole earth in the north and south poles, and from within the earth, they made civilizations separate and more advanced than ours. Many scientists doubled down on the idea but this theory was disproven years later with the help of seismology. Most of what we know about the core of the Earth today comes from the readings of seismic waves. Acoustic frequencies are sent into the Earth, and when the frequencies return, we get a 3D model of the Earth below. It's similar to how a bat uses sonar to find its food. 
So although we can't see the Earth's core with our eyes, we do our best to see it with sound waves. But despite the scientists who disproved Edmund Halley's theory of a hollow Earth, people still believed. Two centuries after these theories sprouted and died, in 1947 people went looking for these entrances. A famous polar explorer, Admiral Richard Byrd, flew reconnaissance missions. Two centuries after these theories sprouted and died, in 1947 people went looking for these entrances. A famous polar explorer, Admiral Richard Byrd, flew reconnaissance missions over the North Pole. All the while, he and his crew kept an eye on the frigid land below. In his private journey, Richard later reported that he had found a mysterious land beyond the North Pole. He called it the center of the great unknown. Supposedly, he flew over lush green areas between the Arctic forests and the middle of the barren white deserts. A small oasis showed up where it shouldn't have been. Three years later, he flew over the South Pole. And when he got to Antarctica, it's rumored they found an entrance to the hollow earth. After this, Richard began making unusual claims about an advanced civilization that lived within the Earth. He even talked about a new futuristic type of aircraft that could fly from pole to pole. These rumors spread, and Richard told tales of finding a secret entrance within the earth. Ecosystems flourished, oceans crashed on immaculate shores, and flora grew underneath its own independent light. Much like the sacred lands of Agartha, these endless sprawling lands of beauty hid within the trenches of the earth. Even though Edmund Haley was later proven wrong, we discover that the earth does have layers that move beneath the crust. But it wasn't exactly how he imagined it. There were no hollow shells that produced their own magnetic fields. Still, it's incredible that he imagined what was beneath the surface long before we had the technology to truly begin to understand it. I mean, as far as we know, the Earth is made up of the crust, mantle, and core. And unfortunately, the reality of the Earth's center might not be as interesting as the mythological fantasies of an ancient civilizations. The actual core of the Earth is hot dense and massive. The crust on the surface spans about 25 miles deep. While the surface beneath the ocean is about 3 miles smaller, the crust floats on a mantle made of thick, solid, rocky substances. The crust on the surface spans about 25 miles deep, while the surface beneath the ocean is about three times smaller. The crust floats on the mantle made of its thick, solid, and rocky substances, makes up about 85% of the Earth's mass. The first 50 miles consist of hard, rigid rocks. The next 150 miles have incredibly hot, solid rocks. Below that, the next several hundred miles, the layer is believed to be made of solid, and sturdy rock materials. The next 150 miles have incredibly hot, solid rocks. The layer is believed to be made of solid and sturdy rock materials. In total, the mantle is about 1,800 miles thick. 
Within that, the outer core is made of a hot, molten liquid substance famously known as lava, which spans to a depth of 3,000 miles beneath the surface. And just below this, the Earth's inner core stretches about another 900 miles down to the center of the Earth. It's believed this is one giant mass made of iron and nickel. The intricacies of inner Earth might not be as exciting as a playground of the Death Gods or the Garden of Eden filled with advanced superhumans. But try to imagine a solid mass of iron and nickel that stretches nearly 1,500 miles, and it's as hot as the surface of the sun. It's no wonder that another sun was once believed to sit at the center of the earth. And it's no wonder the Soviets who dug the deepest borehole noticed that only seven and a half miles down, the temperatures were incredibly hot. As for the actual mass of the earth, all we have is an accurate scientific estimate. After centuries of struggling to find the mass, our best guess has been calculated using Newton's law of universal gravitation and Einstein's theory of general relativity. But the problem with the calculation lies within the gravitational constant, which is the physical constant involved in gravitational effects. This is incredibly difficult to measure, so the mass of the Earth is an accurate estimate that can change. Meteors, cosmic dust, and the loss of gas cause the Earth's mass to constantly shift in very tiny amounts. But our best guess is that the mass of the Earth is 5.973 septillion kilograms, or roughly 6 with 24 zeros after it. A mind-boggling number. Understanding how far we've come in visualizing the center of the Earth over the past centuries is a feat of science. From ancient myth to accurate mass, the center of the earth continues to exist as a region we long to understand. Its mysteries continue to unravel as the shadow of myth lies in the hint of truth. Although these modern theories are always up for change, we now understand the earth's core more than ever, and our rapid advancements in technology continue to prove our old theories wrong. Perhaps in a thousand years, the theory of a solid core will fall by the wayside and the true realm of the underworld will present itself. Perhaps the dream of an advanced civilization is yet to come, and it's hidden away, deep within the secret pockets of the phone. Perhaps the realm of the underworld will present itself. Perhaps the dream of an advanced civilization is yet to come, and it's hidden away, deep within the secret pockets of the planet. But until then, as long as the Earth's center remains a scorching hot ball of metal, the overworld is still yours to venture through. That concludes our journey to the center of the Earth. I hope you found this episode of Planet Sleep both relaxing and maybe you can learn something about the center of the Earth. If you enjoy Planet Sleep, make sure you check out our sponsor and make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, following us on Spotify, and subscribe to us on YouTube. I'd really appreciate it, as lots of hard work goes into the development of this show and taking it from start to finish. But thank you again for joining me on another journey to Planet Sleep. Until next time.
stay relaxed and stay sleepy, my friend. I'll see you next time. <laughs>